What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Hey, family. We're so excited to spend some time with you today. Um, Hopefully everyone's well. If you are close to your spouse, before we get started, we're going to um, grab each other's hand and we're going to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, as we discuss today's topic, we pray that you would help us to get green and stay green. We thank you in advance for a healthy marriage. And then we thank you for staying and committing to each other as outlined in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, this episode is entitled Marriage Continuum. Yeah. Where are you and your spouse on the marriage continuum? Today's verse comes from Romans 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Yeah, preference to one another. That's really selflessness, right? In a nutshell. In a nutshell. So every... Every conflict, every sin, every stronghold, every, I don't know, thing that you can think of in a marriage that can cause issues, it's usually as a result of someone being selfish. Someone or both, right? So how can you be selfless and implement that into your marriage? So let's talk about that. So where are you and your spouse on the marriage continuum? I guess it's the, the overarching question of this podcast. Yeah. And you know what? What's interesting is if you are in a marriage with, you know, and your spouse grew up in a home, single, you know, parent home, you grew up in a single parent home. No one's ever seen a marriage. And if they did see a marriage, maybe it wasn't. You know, you didn't grow up seeing a healthy marriage or, you know, one that was really based and, you know, founded in biblical principles. So you leave that house, right? And now you're an adult, you're married. But how do you know where you are? How do you even know what, what's the guide? I know the word of God is truly the guide, but how do you know your marriage is in trouble? How do you know that yeah, where your marriage you is any on, different? On that journey. Yeah, yeah. So I think... That's what we want to do today to talk about, you know, the three phases of the marriage continuum or the three C's. Yeah, the three C's. Connecting, caution, crisis. Connecting, caution, crisis. The three C's. Right. And so we're going to talk about the signs, things that you can really look for um, that may be occurring in your marriage to indicate what phase you're in. Um, and so connecting one of the reasons why this is a, there's an ING here because it's ongoing. So no matter if you've been married for two minutes or, you know, two decades, 
you should always be connecting with your spouse because we're always changing. So the person that you married two minutes ago is not the same person, you know, that they are two minutes into the marriage. And, you know, same with decades. We change, we evolve. So we should always be connecting and trying to get to understand and better understand our, our, our partners, our, our spouses. So connecting things like, you know, positive conflict resolution. So you're, you're going to have conflicts, but how do you resolve them? That, that's a big one. Huge. That's a big one. Um, another sign is uh, recognizing the spirit of discord and fights together. You know, you're fighting together. You're on one accord. You're teaming up against the enemy. Yep. How about being supportive of one another? Being supportive of one another, for sure. And then, of course, well, sexual intimacy. Yeah, that healthy love life really matters. Yeah, we don't call it connecting for nothing, right? (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, making marriage a priority. So you have, you know, scheduled date nights. You have time that you're putting aside for the connectivity between you and your spouse. How about communicating truthfully? And often in the spirit of love. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Because it goes back to, you know, I think that that loops in conflict resolution, too. It's like how you communicate or how effective you communicate impacts how uh, much of a positive conflict resolution you'll have. And then just learning your spouse's love language and learning again ing because we evolve so what and how your spouse receives love today may not be how they receive it you know five years from now so it's always important to actively seek and learn and communicate um what that language is so those are just some um bullet points to think about if you're doing those things and and if you aren't doing them all it's not about saying well you know what i'm not doing everything so i need to you know start doing more. There's that. Yes, there's always an opportunity to do more, but um, it doesn't mean that you have to do them all at once. So we encourage you to, you know, if you're not making your marriage a priority, especially with COVID-19 and you're, you don't have date nights, Google, look for things that you can do together and carve out time together. So find a few of these, you know, that we've run down that you can begin to implement to make sure that you are connecting. Now, I want to just say that playing tic-tac-toe together does count. Yeah, especially, you know. We call that game night. Game night, tic-tac-toe, and then the loser gets to shed a shirt or article of clothing. I mean, that could lead to all kinds of fun. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So be innovative, you know, send the kids to bed. I don't know, lock your door. You know, do what you got to do. Spruce it up. Yes. So that's connecting. And then moving on to just the cautionary phase. Talk about that. Yeah, I want to say the cautionary phase is more of a, a yellow sign. It's it's a, like when you're driving, it's a, hey, be careful, watch out type of thing. Some of the things that, that the signs that you know that you're in a cautionary phase are name calling, arguing more frequently without an agreeable resolution, raising your voice at each other, 
Uh, here's a big one. Intimacy beginning to wane. Yeah. Um, how about stating that you no longer need help? Yeah. Or hiding things. Or hiding, yeah. Hiding information, you know, having a, a, a bank account that your spouse doesn't know about. And, you know, now you feel like you need to do that. Just hiding things that uh, you're intentionally hiding from your spouse. That's 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 a, a, a yellow flag of caution. New friendships. New friendships. Hiding new friendships. We're hiding new friendships. Definitely. So I think that's a good segue into, you know, the crisis phase, right? Because, you know, the, there's the cautionary period. And then how do you know your marriage is in crisis? Yeah, we just mentioned um, hiding new friendships, you know, those develop those developing those ungodly relationships really uh, should be should be a a signal that, hey, our marriage is in crisis mode. Right. Because if you're developing ungodly relationships, well, that's that's a problem in and of itself. But if you're developing relationships that you feel you have to hide then there's a reason why you feel that way. Um, not communicating. Zero communication. Like you just walk in in silence, passing each other, nothing to say to each other at dinner. Living like roommates. Yeah, just uh, paying the bills together. Now here's a good one uh, right here that really needs to be highlighted. Resentment. Yeah, you're right. And resentment, so here's the thing. You can have resentment to come in. I think, you know, there are times that I've felt resentment towards you um, because I think all of us can succumb to the enemy. But it's going to be super important when we say resentment, we mean ongoing resentment, resentment that you're holding on to. Right. And you're not addressing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No intimacy. Zero. So, So going from your intimacy waning to now, we just completely shut the faucet off. Yep, nothing. Um, Drought. Yeah, we talked about keeping marriage secrets. Um, How about pretending that everything is okay? Not seeking godly counsel. No longer contacting your mentors. If you have one. If you have one. If you don't have one, highly encourage it. Um, It's almost like living in like your alternate reality. You don't want to face facts. Um, you're, you're going around acting, looking the part, but inside, you know, that you're struggling. And, you know, I think this is, we got to pause here for a minute, be notes, because this happens so often in the married couples that we get a chance to, to walk alongside, you know, it's interesting. I, and you, you and I will know the details of a couple, right? We'll know what's going on with them. And we keep that very close. We, we do not share um, that information with anyone. Matter of fact, when, you know, B notes will have his time with, with, with a husband and I have my time with a wife, we don't share that information unless there's a overwhelming need. Maybe there's a danger or something, but we don't share that information. And I say that because we know what's going on in a marriage or, or we know what couples share with us. But then if we see them out and about, you would not know that, that that's happening. And I don't expect a couple to walk around like they are defeated, right? I don't expect a couple to walk around, you know, and and argue out in public. But I think it's important to not act differently 
in public than you would at home. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's, there's going to be a line, right? You're not going to do exactly the same thing, but acting as if like overacting as if you are just so much in love and you know, you're struggling. Here's another one. Having your priorities misaligned biblically. Oh yeah. Meaning they are not in the proper order. And so we've done a previous podcast before, but just want to highlight here. Number one is God. Number two is your spouse. Number three is your children. Right. And you can't, you can't mess around with that order because it's biblical and it's that way for a reason. So I know we unpacked a lot of stuff. Um, I think we're going to take a break here shortly, but I do want to just give you a heads up about what we're going to talk about when we come back. So in the news, you know, I think the latest you have Cardi B and her husband, what offset, I can't get with the the different names offset. Yeah. Okay. And then we have a couple, a real life couple and not to say that Cardi B and offset are not real life, but um, not celebrities. And we're going to talk about um, both of those couples when we get back. So hang in there with us. We'll be right back. We want to take some time just to thank those who've donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, So You supporter, we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages, we love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. We are back. We're talking about marriage continuum. This is State of Your Union. Yeah, thank you for hanging in with us. Um, So before we went to break, we're talking about what Cardi B and Offset and the latest news about their alleged divorce. Um, I'm going to say alleged because, you know, hey, God has the final say in marriage, right? Um, But we do want to talk about just some of the the comments and some of the the news things that we we heard. Honestly, we can't even um, take in too much of that because people, again, can be so negative. But one of the things that Cardi B uh, mentioned is this is not the first time that our husbands had an extramarital relationship. And she said that um, when she chose to stay with him before, you know, a lot of women voiced their um, disagreement and disappointment. And, you know, I, I thought that was very, again, um, not interesting is not the right word, but it's, it's intrusive, right? How do you as an outsider judge me, um, and my marriage and the choices that I make now, I don't know Cardi B and Offset. I don't know their relationship with the Lord. I don't know if they have one. I don't know if they're believers. I pray, we pray that they are. Um, But I don't get the right as an outsider to um, 
judge a woman or a man for staying with their spouse. With their spouse. Especially when it aligns with the word, because that's very biblical. Well, it depends, right? Because the, 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 the word of God, and, and I know you've said this before on another podcast. So, yes, it is biblical to stay married. Stay married. However. Under the circumstances of sexual immorality and adultery in particular, as we're talking to marriage here, then the Bible does outline that you can get divorced. You can. Um, but again, I think that every marriage is its own, clearly. And the Holy Spirit, which I, again, I hope that, that Cardi B and Offset are both believers and have the gift of the Holy Spirit, I, I, I hope, I pray, but that it's between the Lord and that individual, right? And um, that, that marriage. That marriage, couple. that okay. married couple. So Now, I, I guess one could say that, you know, we could use this and say, hey, how do you get a in a healthier state of marriage? Or if you're already connecting, how do you, what are some things you do to stay connecting? If you're in a cautionary phase, what are some things you do to get to a connecting phase? If you're in a crisis phase, what are some things you do to go from ca- to caution to connecting? How do you continue to get better, get closer as a married couple? How do you get green and stay green? Yeah, stay green and healthy. And I think that that's key. A lot of the things that we're going to say apply to any stage. Because again, connecting, you're always intentionally working on your marriage. Um, You never get to a point in marriage where you're like, yeah, we're good. We're golden. There's nothing else to do. So, I mean, I think the first thing um, is prayer, right? Praying together and for one another. No matter the phase, um, it's super important to, to do that. Um, another good one is fasting together for an agreed upon a time. Remember that. Uh, and then actively seeking marriage enhancement opportunities, whether it's marriage conferences, marriage counseling, uh, marriage mentors, so on and so forth. Yeah. Having um, opening your marriage up to marriage counseling. We already talked about that. And this is good. Because we know that some of our listeners have not gotten married yet. And so if you are a listener and you haven't gotten married yet, then we want to say we highly recommend premarital counseling. Biblical. Biblical pre-marriage counseling. And we can't emphasize biblical enough. It's like if I could, you know, share it through the airways uh, you know, underlined, you know, bolded, bolded exclamation, exclamation. Yes. And lots of emojis. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Um, another good sign that you're in the connecting phase is that you speak highly of your spouse. Yeah. You know what? I was, I was chatting with a, a wife last week and she said something to me, um, and it's interesting because we, we've shared this with couples before, but, you know, I hadn't really heard it lately. And she shared with me that she had made a list of 
the attributes of her husband, the good attributes of her husband. So she can continue to focus on those things because if you, you know, if you think about it, what you put in and on the forefront of your mind, what is center desk will be what easily, more easily comes to mind and is spoken out. So, I mean, that's a good practice. Just write it out and then read it to yourself. And then, of course, we want to just say when you're connecting, your priorities should be and are biblically aligned. God, number one, your spouse, number two, and children, number three. And then your career. And something we've said before, career. You know, what we don't want to um, confuse is if your career, if you work for the church, if you have a ministry that you work nine to five for, that is not the same as the number one, God. What we mean by God is the relationship you have with God, the intimate relationship that you have with God. It doesn't mean that because you work in a ministry and you're away from home all the time and your spouse doesn't see you. Well, and you can't say, well, you know, that's God, not the same thing. Just want to make sure that that's clear. You know, that, that reminds me of something else I want that, that, you know, you and I talked about previously, and that's when you're going to these marriage counseling conferences or, or so on and so forth, and you're getting all of this knowledge, you, you mentioned something that I found interesting. You want to elaborate on that and let them know? Yeah. You know, I think you can, we can be hit with so much information um, and you're there in the moment and it's like, that's so good. But really where true um, healing, if you're broken, broken, um, true growth occurs is through application. So we really encourage you that if you're, you know, in a enrichment course or a marriage conference that you take, you know, the top three things that the two of you will implement and give it a timeline, say, you know, over the next three months, we're going to do this, this, and this. That's super important because that is the, the way to really get the most impact and benefit from those enrichment things Walking directly. Away and, and, and having practical application. There you go. That's it. So we talked about the connecting and things that, that you can see that you get green and you stay green. Let's talk about how to get to a healthier state if you're in the cautionary arena. And and I would say really it's it's more of the same, right? So it's it's definitely everything that we just said. Um how you stay connecting is the, the very things that you would do if you were in a cautionary phase to get to a healthier connecting phase. But one of the things that we want to point out and and caution couples about is, you know, limiting family and friends involvement in your marriage. That is a good one. Yeah. Because it's, while it's important to seek godly counsel and the Bible talks about, you know, reaching out and and letting people know and, and letting your brothers and sisters in Christ know, you have to understand that family members and close friends um, you have to be cautious about letting them in, especially in a situation where you may be saying something negative about your spouse, which is another reason why we bring up the cautionary tale. 
making sure that you are speaking well of your spouse is a great way to go from the cautionary tale to the connecting face. Definitely. Yep. So I think that's one of the, the, the main things, um, because when you're in the cautionary phase too, in the crisis phase, there may be more things, more challenges that your marriage would be facing in those phases. And that's more information that can be shared. But again, to what B-Note said, you know, we can get over certain things that our spouses may do to us. They may look at us a certain way and all is forgiven. But your mom, your dad may not be able to forgive or forget that easily. Or your best college friend. Right. So you you just don't want to put them in that situation. Um, It's just not not a good thing. So that's that, the caution phase. And then want to touch real quick on making sure that you're making your marriage a priority. You know, a lot of times when you're in a cautionary phase, it can come about from complacency or kind of taking your eye off the ball momentarily. You really want to just make sure that you're honing back in to the things that really matter between you and your spouse. And not taking each other for granted. That's a good one. Yeah. The last phase of a crisis, how to get to a healthier state from a crisis state. Not only do you do the things which are in the connecting and the caution phase, but it's also important that when you are in crisis phase, that you really examine your priorities. A lot of times when you're in the crisis phase, you've gotten these priorities out of alignment. And so it's important that you're making sure that you are reestablishing your relationship with God, reestablishing your relationship with your spouse, reestablishing your relationship with your children if you have them, in that order. Yeah. Definitely um, huge because you're right. Crisis, those would definitely be misaligned uh, most of the time. Another thing um, in a crisis phase, we really encourage you to not allow the disinterest for seeking help from your spouse. So basically, if your spouse is saying that they're not interested in seeking help, but you are, Pursue that help. Yeah. Don't let whatever feelings that they share with you about not wanting to do more or seeing that this marriage is over. Don't let those things dictate what God is telling you to do. So pursue help regardless of whether or not your spouse is because in doing so, you'd be surprised how that will begin to get them into the, and encourage them to seek help because they see the change in you. Yeah. So you've heard about the marriage continuum, connecting, caution, crisis. We've also talked to you about how to get to a healthier state, how to get green and stay green. We'd like to really just kind of end on a high note and talk about Ralph and Dorothy Caller. They are celebrating 85 years of marriage. They're located in Nebraska. 
it hit the news. And so one of the things that they said has really helped them to stay married is they looked for ways to get each other involved in their hobbies. And they began to love to enjoy the hobby of the other person. So at first, one hobby was for the husband. The wife joined in and eventually she learned to just enjoy doing that hobby with him and vice versa. And so we would love to just challenge you, whether it's going out for a bike ride, whether it's exercising, whether it's playing that tic-tac-toe that we talked about. And it could be tic-tac-toe, it could be any game, but the point is winning is winning. Losing is winning. What do you call it? Strip tic-tac-toe, strip poker, strip, just keyword strip. When you, when you, when you're doing the, to lose a garment shirt, pants here, you know, it's like. I've never even heard of strip tic-tac-toe, but she just made it up. Let's do it. I mean, hey, you know what I mean? That That's what it's about. Spontaneity. You know, you got to switch it up. <laughs> well, listen, this is State of Your Union. I'm B-Notes. And this is Ruby J. We love you. Be blessed. <laughs>